Welcome to Reading to Kids podcast. I'm your host, Jenna. And I'm your host, Peyton. And we're here to read to you or with you. We know that sometimes moms and dads don't always have the time or the motivation to read to their kids each night, and we know how important it is. So, on those nights that you're not in the mood, we're going to do it for you. Can't wait to read with you. It is your birthday, it is your birthday, it is your birthday, it is <laughs> okay. It is not a cool birthday card. It is the best birthday card in, in the whole world. world. Dude, that's awesome. Who the freak is my blanket? Um, it's right there. I think I killed are, myself. Are you guys ready yeah. to read? No. Okay, Ivy and Bean yes. break the fossil record. Do you guys know what fossil record is? Yeah, no. fossils um are um are bones. Yeah, yeah. Also, fossils like. Water fossils. They're like super, super old bones that look like they're like in rock, right? Yeah. Yeah. Some of them are dinosaur. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I have fossils at my dad's house. In my room. Oh, I think. cool. In my okay, so these Ivy and Bean books are kind of funky because they don't say what chapter. It's not like chapter one, chapter two. So this is chapter drop everything. Okay, ready? Ready for book three? Yeah. Okay. Yes. Chapter drop everything. Boring, boring, boring. Bean turned her book upside down and tried to read it that way. Cool. Well, sort of cool. No, boring. Bean sighed and turned her book back the right side up. It was a book about cats and that she had picked it from the school library. There was a different cat on each page. Bean liked cats, but reading about them was driving her crazy. All the cats looked the same except for the Sphinx cat, who didn't have any fur. He looked halfway in between a dog and a rat, being like him the best. Yeah. Wait, does it show the picture of him? Mm-mm, no. Aww. I bet Ivy's never seen a Sphinx cat, though. Be- I bet Ivy's never seen a Sphinx cat, though, thought Bean. She knew she wasn't supposed to talk during Drop Everything and Read, so she poked Ivy in the ribs. <sighs> Which one is Already going. Ivy's eyes were binging across the pages on her book. Bing, bing, bing. She looked like she was watching a ping pong game. She didn't even notice Bean. So Bean poked her again. Hey, whispered. Hey, she whispered. Earth to Ivy. Hmm, Ivy mumbled. Look here, it's a rat dog, Bean whispered louder. Ivy looked for a tiny second. Oh, she said and she went back to reading. Bean sighed again. All the other kids in Miss Aruba Tate's second grade classroom were bent over their books. Even Eric, who usually fell out of his chair two or three times during Drop Everything and Read. Drop Everything and Read was quiet. He had a book about man-eating sharks. Uh, that's probably why he didn't fall out of his chair. <laughs> McAdam, Mac Adam was picking his nose. Bean raised her hand. Miss Aruba Tate didn't see it because she was reading too. So Bean called out, Miss Aruba Tate? 
<laughs> I know. Shh, whispered Miss Rubitate. What is it, Bean? There's a problem and it starts with M, began Bean looking at McAdam. And the N and the P, she wiggled her finger next to her nose and just in case Miss Rubitate needed an extra hint. Miss Rubitate looked at McAdam too. Then she put her big put her book down and came over to Bean's table. I brought this from home, especially for you, Bean, she said, holding out a big shiny book. See, she pointed at the cover. It's the amazing book of world records. I think you'll like it. Bean wasn't sure. What's a world record? When someone does something better or longer or weirder than anybody else in the whole world, that means they've set a world record. Weirder, Bean asked. That sounds interesting. Mr. Rubitate smiled. There's a man in here who walked on his hands for 870 miles. Okay, that's just ridiculous. You mean on his hands and knees like a baby? Nope, just his hands with his feet in the air, Miss Arubitate said. No way. Read the book, you'll see. Miss Arubitate returned to her chair. Bean opened the shiny cover. On the very first page... Is that a picture? Let's see here. Um, yep, there's a picture. Mm. Okay, ready? <laughs> on the very first page was a picture with, of a woman whose black hair trailed behind her like a fancy cape. Bean read that her hair was 19 feet long and that the woman had begun growing it since she was 12. Whoa, Bean thought. Doesn't it get dirt and bugs in it? Bean turned the page. Ew. It was a man eating a scorpion. Double ew. He ate 30 scorpions in one day. On the next page was a picture of a boy with 256 straws in his mouth. What did his mouth look like when there was no straws in it? Big and slobbery, Bean guessed. Ivy, she whispered. Ivy. Ivy's eyes stopped binging back and forth. What? Check this out. Okay, here's the guy eating the scorpion and the girl with the long hair. Oh, my. I know. I want my hair like that. <laughs> yeah, it's getting close. Chapter Carpet Vipers, Hula Hoops, and Two Million Teeth. He stuck 159 clothespins on his face, shouted Eric. Look at him. It was recess, but instead of soccer or jump rope or the monkey bars, the second graders were huddled around the play structure. At the center of the circle were Bean and her book. Kids pulled the book back and forth, all trying to look at the pages at the same time. Is there a look. picture? Yep. Sorry, I'll, I have to remember to show you pictures. You're on the opposite side of the bed as me. <laughs> Look at her! 99 hula hoops at once, Vanessa squeaked around her neck, too. Look at this turnip. It weighs it weighs 39 pounds, said Dusset. Gross, I hate turnips, said Eric. My mom made me eat one once, and I spit it in the heater. I hate lima beans, said Dusset. Bean pulled the book back to her direction. After all, Miss Aruba Tate had brought a book especially for her. This guy has some more broken bones than any living human being, read Bean. In the picture, he was smiling happily because he's he's broken his leg 14 times. On purpose, asked Emma. I guess so, said Bean. He just jumps off buildings. Drew slid the book his way. Hey, this guy collects teeth. He has two million teeth. 
This is the world's most poisonous snake, Red Leo, pointing to another picture. It's called the Carpet Viper. Does it live in carpets, Akzuzu? She looked worried. In India and Africa, said Leo. Not here. Oh, here is the Carpet Viper. Let's see. Is that a real thing? I guess, yeah. Maybe. Mm. Oh. We can get a Guinness Book of World Records and read some of it. Yeah. Yeah. Bean said, slid the book back her way. Look, Zuzu, this girl did 109, cart, 109 cartwheels in a row. Let me see that. A, Zuzu grabbed the book and looked closely at the picture of a teenage girl in tights. I bet I could do 110. Bet you couldn't, said Eric. He grabbed the book from Zuzu and flipped through, through the pages. This dude, he ate 400 M&Ms in one minute, it says. That's nothing. I bet I could eat a thousand in one minute if I didn't chew. You choke, said warned Leo. No, I've had lots of practice, said Eric. Look, Bean said, reaching over Eric's shoulder, flipping pages. Look at this kid. He's the only kid, and he's made the world record for hanging spoons on his face. Fifteen. No glue either. How'd they stick, said Ivy, looking at the book. Can't tell, said Bean. Sweat, maybe? Why would anybody hang spoons off of their face? That's weird, huh? Yeah. Oh, this is real. I've seen it um, on Mystery Dog at school. Oh. Mm -hmm. I don't know, but he made a world record being looked at the picture. The kid was covered in spoons, but he still looked proud and happy because he set a world record. I'm going to do 16 spoons, said Emma, staring at the picture. Hey, I was going to do 16, said Bean. She wanted to set a record for her picture to be in the world amazing book of world records. Spoons seemed pretty easy, and unlike some of the records, spoons didn't hurt. But now Emma had dibs. Dang, I'm going to eat 500 M&Ms in a minute, said Eric. Where are you going to get 500 M&Ms, said Dusik. There you go, picture. <laughs> Eric thought for a minute. Maybe Uncle gave me, maybe... My, my uncle gave me $10 for my birthday. My dad said I could spend it on anything I want. I'm going to do 111 cartwheels, said Zuzu, tucking her pink shirt into her pants and reclipping her hair. I'm going to see if Miss Arubitate has any spoons, said Emma. Emma and Zuzu walked off looking at important. Rain felt left out. What could she do? She flipped through the pages until she came across a picture of a woman holding broken glass. What? Was there a record for holding the most breaking glass? No. The woman had broken it by singing in a really high voice. Ah, ah, said Bing. Bean, but softly. Ivy was still reading. What's that book about anyways, asked Ivy. When Ivy looked up, her eyes were shimmer, shining. This girl, Mary Anning was her name. She found the first whole itchy thought itch wait itch thesaurus fossil in the world she was the only only 12 when she did too she lived near a beach and one day she saw a skeleton face in the cliffs and so she dug it out and took a very long time everybody made fun of her but she didn't care and it was a it was an inchy what an inch thesaur only nobody knew about dinosaurs then and she also found a plesiosaur and a pterodactyl see see this this is her ivy showed being a picture of the girl in tall hat she wasn't very pretty but she was very famous and, and important 
be inside. She was famous and unimportant. There had to be a way that she could fix that. On your mark, oh, oh, chapter. On your mark, get set, yikes. The first 40 straws went in easy peasy. Bean stuck them all into her mouth at once. Then she opened up a box of straws. Ah, she said to Ivy, pointing. Are you sh more? Are you sure? said Ivy. Bean nodded. Uh, oh, she said, oh, her, 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 she grunted, which meant 257. Ivy put a straw in the box and shoved it into Bean's mouth. But she accidentally shoved too hard and the straw scraped the back of Bean's throat. Ah, choked Bean and the straw sprayed across the kitchen floor. Look, she's trying to stick all the straws in her mouth. <laughs> Look at all the straws went everywhere. It's funny. Ivy went, sorry. Ow, Bean's eyes were watering. She looked at the straws all over the kitchen and thought about Mary Anning. She wasn't a quitter and neither was Bean. She began to pick up the straws. Ivy helped. Once again, they shoved 40 straws in her mouth and very carefully, Ivy pushed in one more. 41, 42, 43. The girls were working so hard that they didn't hear Bean's dad come in the kitchen. 44, hi Ivy, hi Bean. What have you got going on in your mouth? Bean's dad said, staring. Ah, said Bean. Straws, Ivy said helpfully. She's breaking a world record. Excellent, said Bean's dad, leaning over to see. How many does she need to get there? 257, said Ivy. She, she looked at Bean. Bean nodded. How many does she have in now? 44. Her father didn't say anything, but Bean knew that what he was thinking. It was no good. She was never going to get 257 straws in her mouth. Sadly, she pulled the straws out. I'll never break a world record. <sighs> she handed the spitty straws to her father. Thanks a lot, Dad. Maybe there's a different record you could break. Like what? asked Bean. I can't walk on my hands. Bean's dad glanced at the sink. He hadn't washed the breakfast dishes yet. Why don't you set a record for, for fast dish, dish washing? He said, smiling. That would be a good one. Bean ran to the book. There was no record for fastest dishwasher. This is going to be a piece of cake, said Bean, looking at the counter piled with plates. You could do it slowly and still break the record, said Ivy. I, it had better be it, it'll be better to do it fast, said Bean, super fast. Then no one will ever break my record. Her father began to look a little worried. Maybe this isn't a very good idea. Dad, every day you and mom tell me I have to wash the dishes, said Bean. And now I finally want to, and you say it's not a good idea? She shook her head. Grownups are so weird. Well, her dad said, okay, but be careful. What was he talking about? She was always careful. Bean began running nice warm water in the sink. Then she squirted a big jet of soap into the mountains of bubbles and mountains of bubbles grew. Keep your eyes peeled, said Ivy. You'll probably only see a blur. Bean's father ran his hands through his hair. Couldn't you go the longest fingernail instead, he said, he asked. Takes too long. You got it the official you're the official timekeeper, said Bean as the water gushed. And Dad, you have to take a picture of me when I'm done with all the shiny clean plates. Sure, said her dad. I'm going to do all of these plates in five minutes, said Bean. Got that? Five minutes. Okay, said Ivy, looking at the clock. 
On your mark, get set, go. Being grabbed a plate and plunged into the water, wipe, wipe, wipe. She rinsed the next, rinsed in the next door sink and rinse, rinse, rinse. Then she put the dish on the rack. Okay, next plate, please. Wipe, 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 rinse, 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 dish rack. How am I doing? One minute gone, Ivy said. Wow, Bean, look at the pile of plates. She could have, she would have to hurry. She quickly put two plates in the sink to wipe them. Quickly as she rinsed them, rack. Again, wipe, rinse, rack again, wipe, rinse, rack again, wipe, rinse, rack again. How many more, yelled Bean as she scrubbed? You've got a half a minute left, said Ivy. Oh no, frantically, Bean took two more plates and plunged them into the soap. Zip, she wiped them, zip, she put them in the clean water, dish rack. Look, she's having too much fun. <laughs> Only 10 more seconds, Ivy called. There was one more plate left. Bean whizzed through the dish soap, shook it, hurry, wizard, clean water, hurry, one more second, Bean panicked, yay! She screeched, hurling the plate, and the dish racks flew over the rack and crashed on the floor, shattering into a million pieces. There was stunned silence. Ivy and Bean and Dad, Bean's dad stared at the little bits of plate sprinkled all over the floor. Finally, Bean spoke. Did I do it in five minutes? Ivy shook her head. No. Dang. Chapter, what's a scream? Or what a scream, sorry. When Bean's older sister, Nancy, wanted the room painted yellow, Bean's mother said that Bean could pick out a new color for her room too. Bean picked green. Not light green, sweet green. Deep, rich green, the color of emeralds. Everyone told her she was going to get tired of it, but she hadn't. Bean loved her room. It was small and cozy, and her bed was in one corner, her, her toy box was in another, and her dresser on a third, and best of all, her basket chair was in the fourth. She liked to sit in her chair and pretend that she was an ape girl living in a jungle, in a jungle tree house. She had made a lot, aw, that's cool, look at her, her chair. She had made a lot of pictures of the jungle and animals stuck them on, and stuck them on the wall. And the best was the toucan. We could draw, said Ivy, looking at the pictures. We could draw dinosaurs. I don't want to draw. I want to break a world record, Bean said, don't you? Ivy shrugged. Not really. Seems like a lot of work for nothing. I don't want sprouts all over my face. Ooh, I, mean, whew, I don't want spoons all over my face. But then you'd be famous, said Bean. I don't care if I'm famous for spoons on my face. If I'm going to be famous, I want to be famous for something important, like Mary Anning. Bean shook her head. Spoons would be fine with her, but spoons were taken. Bean stared at the green wall and tried to get an idea. Ivy lay down on Bean's bed and tried to imagine finding the itchy Thoris. Quiet minutes went by. Hey, said Bean. Ivy looked at her. I have a great idea, said Bean. This was going to be easy. I'm good at screaming and I'm good at breaking things, right? I guess so. I'll break a glass by screaming, Bean said. I'll be the youngest person to do it. What? You'll scream and throw glass? Ivy looked confused. You already did that with a plate. No, the scream breaks the glass. The lady in the book did it. She screamed so loud that a wine glass shattered, but only... But she was old. I could probably do scream scream louder than her because I'm young. I'll be a I'll be a record breaker. That's a good record, said Ivy. That'll be fun. She bounced a little on Bean's bed. Okay, said Bean. I need a wine glass. I'll go get it. 
She jumped up and then she sat back down. Her dad was still sweeping up the little pieces of plates. He probably wouldn't be very happy to find out that there was a planning to break something else. Maybe she could find something that made of glass upstairs where there wouldn't need where they wouldn't need to know about it. Not a mirror, that was bad luck, but if there was something she could see, I've got it, she yelled. Got what? Nancy's glass animals. I'll shatter one of them and I'll even get better than a wine glass. Won't Nancy get mad? Bean pictured Nancy's face and then quick put it on out of her mind. No, she has a gazillion of them. And besides, I'll glue the animal back together when I'm done. She won't even notice. I hope she added silently. Ivy went on a spying mission down the hall past Nancy's room. The coast is clear, she reported when she came back. She's not in the room. Shh, okie dokie, said Bean, and she took a deep breath and headed to the door in a super quiet tiptoe. Nancy's room was very organized. All of her books were neatly arranged by color. Her friendship bracelets were all lying side by side on the dresser, and her glass animals were all lined up in two long straight rows across the top of the bookshelf. It was like a glass animal army. Nancy had been collecting them since she was five. She had a plain china cat and dog. She had turtles, the kinds that you get at the drugstore, but not the kinds that you get at the drugstore, but she also had some fancy ones too tiny dolphins and horses and butterflies. She had a beautiful unicorn with blue glass horn and peacock that made made of glass that shimmered like rainbows. Bean wasn't gonna hurt them, but right in the middle of the army was a gloopy looking octopus with squiggly legs. That's the one, Bean decided. Its legs were thin. They'd probably pop right off if she gave it a good scream and they'd be easy to glue back on. Nancy would never know. Bean grabbed the octopus and stiffed down to, stuffed it down her shirt just to be safe. She tiptoed back to her room. Got it, she said. Setting the octopus on her dresser, she took a few short breaths to get in the mood and looked hard at that tiny little octopus. Its gloopy head dangled on the side. Prepare to die, she told it. And she opened her mouth. Then she paused and looked at Ivy. You might want to cover your ears. Okay, Ivy stuck her fingers in her ears. Bean screamed as loud and high and shattering as she could. The octopus just sat there, it didn't even crack. Bean screamed again, louder than she had ever screamed before. But even though her scream, Bean could still hear another sound. And that was the sound of her father running up the stairs very, very fast. And seconds later, he burst through the door. What? What's the matter? He shouted. His face was whitish gray. Bean stopped screaming. Nothing, she said. What's the matter with you? Chapter. Watch your tail, Marianning. It was cold outside. The two girls squished into Bean's tiny playhouse. How long do we have to stay in here? Asked Ivy. I don't know, he said, until dinner. But I don't think he meant it. Bean sighed. She knew he meant is your mom home? No, not yet. I don't think so. Bummer. He'll let us out if, she, if it starts raining, won't he? Yeah, but I don't think it's going to rain, said Bean, peering into the, the bitty window in the sky. Mary Anning used to go hunting for fossils in the storm. She didn't mind, said Ivy. She built her own wooden tower next to the cliff where she saw a skeleton. 
and then she lay down on top of it and chipped the itchy Thoris out of the cliff, even though the tower was shaking and the rain was pouring down on her. Why didn't she just wait until it stopped raining, asked Bean. She was afraid that the bones would get washed away by the storm, explained Ivy. Wow, Bean pictured herself laying bravely at the top of a shaking wooden tower with rain falling on her. It took her over a year to get the whole body out, Ivy added. Chip, 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 a tiny bit at a time. A year, yelped Bean. Didn't she get bored out of her mind? No, said Ivy. It takes a lot of patience to dig up fossils. She sat up and peered out the itty-bitty window of the playhouse. Dinosaurs lived all over, you know. I know. There were dinosaurs around here, too. Not itchy thoruses, but other kinds. Maybe just little ones? Bean said. Maybe just little ones, Ivy said. But still, dinosaurs. I've always liked those little ones with the deadly claws, said Bean. Mary Anning found fossils right on top of the ground, but sometimes they're buried deep into the dirt. We might have to dig for a long time before we find one. That's okay, we're patient, said Bean. She was beginning to get it. Where do you keep your shovel, said Ivy. Bean loved to dig. Her shovel flashed and the dirt flew through the air. Soon, there was a nice wide hole next to the trampoline. Ivy knelt beside and ran down her fingers through the dirt. We have to inspect every little bit of dirt, Ivy said. Even slivers of bones are important to paleontologists. What's that? That's us, said Ivy. The, pale the people who dig up dinosaur dinosaurs are called paleontologists. Cool. Bean felt cheerful. She loved the crunch of the shovel as it went into the earth, and she loved hurling the dirt behind her without looking. Whee! Hey, watch out! You got dirt in my hair, cried Ivy. We're paleontologists. We can't be afraid of a little dirt, yelled Bean. The hole was almost two feet deep, and the dirt was getting darker and wetter. She flung into a hunk over her shoulder. Ouch! Something bounced off of Ivy's head and landed next to her knee. She picked it up, brushed it off, brushing away the mud that was stuck on it. What was it? It was about as long as her hand, and it was narrow at, the, at one end and flared at the other. It was a grayish brown. It was a bone. Bean, Ivy gasped. Look it, I got one. Bean's shovel crashed down into the ground, and she rushed over at Ivy's side and handed her the gray-brown bone. Bean stared at it and gave it a long whistle. Watch your tail, Mary Anning, she said. Here we come. Well, once again, the girls have ditched me and they're asleep. <laughs>